Well, 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 we are live again, and this time we have a special guest here. First time Positively Relentless has brought on a guest. About time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. We, we've had a couple people kind of chirping a little bit, but, you know, had to, had to kind of set the base show for a little bit first. So this is episode 24, so it makes sense. We've kind of... Because I'm the Kobe Bryant of uh, uh, podcast guest, I guess. Today I guess. you can be. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> you want to drop eighty-one and just hit all kinds of fire? We'll we'll sit aside and let you do it, man. Kobe, but uh, yeah. So obviously, this is any Anduka, uh, so very crazy. frequent regular with a uh, Dallas prospect, kind of one of our. I don't know what you wouldn't say correspondent. I don't know what what label we would give to that, but <laughs> I uh, don't know. I don't, uh, a regular, let's just say a regular with yeah, the Dallas a prospect. Uh, Mavs fast break. Any any number of shows that we've packaged over the years for the channel. And uh, we're going to be talking Mavericks basketball here. Obviously, they had a game just a few hours earlier. Did they? Very, very early. Uh, did they know they had a game? I don't know. I don't know. But that was when James and I were, were talking about this earlier today. As soon as we saw the start time, we're like, this isn't going to be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, James. It wasn't going to be, well, be good because they were playing that athletic magic team. I, I told you. They was going – this was a game. They got lucky that uh, Apollo didn't play because if Apollo was in there, he'd have gave him 30-15. Yeah. It was uh, the quintessential <laughs> trap game, which we already saw them fall into against New Orleans. And uh, they did it again. And it, it was almost a double trap game because weren't they missing someone else in their, in their lineup as well? Like, it was the same thing as New Orleans, like missing multiple key pieces. Or no, it wasn't that they were missing two pieces. It's I think their next game, you have Bradley Beal out as well. That's what that's what they were saying with like double trap game. That's right. Um, yeah, this was this was a real stinker <laughs> of a game for the Mavericks. Basically, anyone not named Spencer Dinwiddie just completely laid an egg, and uh, it was brutal. And I hated it. So it wasn't a bad game for Christian Wood because he he didn't play. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> in so far as his stats didn't take a, a hit, I guess. But yeah, he's missing. Yeah. He's missing against Washington too. Oh, uh, they've already. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess they're back yep, in Dallas. Yep. So yep, that makes sense. Yeah. It's a, it's a frustrating case of that. We'll we'll get into the Christian Wood thing a little bit more. I want to hear those um, takes. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Let's. Uh, do you guys have anything else to touch on for the game just now against Orlando, other than the fact that it was ass? Um, I mean, me like I said, man, I, I knew like when we played them last time. Uh, yep. You know, we beat them last time, but I that like I said, that DDP, I said all year, Dallas is going to struggle with athletic teams. Like when they play Toronto, the Pelicans, athletic fours, guys that are six 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 seven six eight that can dribble the ball and can take it to the hole. Dallas is going to struggle against those guys, especially and if they got any kind of bigs in there that can match that. Oh, if they miss the shot, then they crash the boards, get the offensive rebound or get a second shot. Points in the paint, they're too big. And I knew when I saw France when he that Wagner that last game, I said mm-hmm. he's got that quick like that Euro that long Euro step. Mm-hmm. He was I knew he was going to do that all game against Dallas, and that's what he did. He took advantage of them one on one matchups, man. And Wendell Carter double 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 digits in rebounds. I mean, you just kind of knew this was going to happen, especially with Christian Wood being out. I was like, this is a recipe for disaster, especially when you know JaVel McGee ain't giving you Jack Poo. You feel me? In the lineup yeah. at all. I don't even know why he's in there. You know Dwight Powell. I love how he plays hard, but he ain't going to get you more than three rebounds in a damn game. So, you know, when, when Luka is always your leading rebounder as a point guard, it's always going to be a problem in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with like with how the Mavs roster is built. 
there's no reason to, to struggle. It's not that the roster composition is poor or anything like that. That's not to say that they don't need adjustments or that they can't make upgrades, but I don't think with the way it's constructed that there's a reason for this struggle. I just think that they have a really bad habit right now of kind of looking past teams. It's, it's the trap scenario. It's a team that hasn't been very good in a while with a major guy out, their best player essentially out, and the Mavericks just kind of overlooked them. And I think this one being an early start time fell into that trap even harder because they just, they looked flat through a lot of that. Like it wasn't, like I said, it, Dinwiddie was the only one really doing much of anything. Luca's streak of 30 points, uh, 30 point games to open a season is snapped. So I think he ended up with the second longest streak in NBA history behind Wilt, who had like 24 or something. Um, so that that's sucks to get that. He gets 24 in this game. Sucks to see that streak in, but it's also like, yeah, ideally, if if things are working better and you're not having to rely on Luca so heavily, it's probably more ideal. But I don't know. What do you think, Any? Well, I I second everything you guys said. Um, the Mavericks do have a tendency of playing down the competition, not taking competition seriously. I was of the same mind as you guys. As soon as they said, "Hey, four thirty start time," Paolo Banquero is ruled out. It just, it just reeked of a uh, trap game, a game that I felt like our guys, even though we're, we're pretty, I don't want to say an old team, but like we are super young. The only one that's, I mean, mm -hmm. our best player is young. Um, and, you know, probably our, our second best player in Josh Green is young. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, but you will think they'll be a little bit more mature to be able to handle a situation like that. And be like, hey, guys, we're not going to we're not going to lay an egg. We're not going to come in thinking that this team is going to roll over. If they had paid attention all year. Um, to this Magic team, they they should know. Uh, this Magic team ain't the same Magic team that we're used to, right? They're very they they can be a very dangerous team. We're seeing the assurgence of Bull Bull. We're seeing Wendell Carter pretty much uh, since the trade from Chicago um, continue on because he was doing it ever since that trade happened. He's been continuing to be a very very solid player in this league, right? So they should have went into this game knowing that hey, they might not have Paolo Bencaro, but they have other guys who are very, very talented and we should take very, very seriously, including as uh, not Mo Wagner, but his his younger brother, um, Franz, who yeah. tends to be overlooked when talking about the magic, but he's also a guy who is very, very skilled and can be a problem on, on the offensive end. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. They got the dub. Um, congratulations. Uh, definitely uh there's travis banks is a, a chicago fan bulls fan yeah yeah um you know definitely a, a game i wish we can take back um but hey we got washington tomorrow we got uh the revenge game uh, well the thing we, even there with you said like if if they weren't aware of like orlando if they were overlooking them they've already played them like yeah they, they've was, seen them serious, they yeah. should have they should have been ready like mm -hmm. they, I think they won that first game, but it wasn't. It's not like they blew them out. They've only yeah. had one comfortable win this year, so I don't know what it is. They kind of play with their food. It feels like like if mm -hmm. they're playing a good team, they'll hang around even in games where maybe they shouldn't really be hanging in some of those games, and uh, they just don't put things away. So it's it is a little bit of a early season problem and trend, but it is early. And the West being a log jam like it is means you're not far back. Like you're you're always going to be. No, I say always. This early in the year, you're not going to be like out of the running with a, a loss like this. It's not like you're going to be pushed back. Like oh, we're going to be chasing all season now, trying to make up that one game. But 
you don't want to give away games that you shouldn't. Yeah. You Let know. me ask you this, DDP, though, while yeah. you're saying that. I mean, to me, I mean, I hear what you're saying about how the team is construed. I like it, too, but it's not athletic enough. I mean, we're going to struggle mm-hmm. with athletic teams. We're not an athletic team. That's why we like Josh Green. That's right. why you like him coming off that bench because he gives you some athleticism that you don't have, and he can compete with them athleticism defensively, getting out on the break. Um, that's what you want. And I feel like we are not athletic enough when we go against those type of teams. We struggle because they are going to crash the boards against us. We don't have any mm-hmm. in, any defensive presence. And I'm I'm still I'm just gonna say it one last time. I'm not gonna beat the dead horse no more because it's over. But daggone it, you should have signed Dwight Howard instead of JaVel McGee. It makes no sense yeah. that JaVel McGee, you guarantee JaVel McGee a starting spot. I, when you 34. first told me that. When you told me that DDP, I didn't know that. You guaranteed JaVel McGee at 34, who ain't did nothing. He 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 them, them championships not okay, as a starter. But, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like he was dominant. JaVel right. McGee has never been dominant. Behind Dwight. When you, you feel me? And <laughs> well, when you look at what Dwight Howard would have offered you, he would have got you rebounds. He would have got you block shots. He would have been able to score inside. And he gives you a defensive presence that you need. Because even with Christian Wood, I like his length. But if you look at him from side to side on his defense, his footwork is not fast. That's why he has trouble going against forwards. His size are a little bit smaller because they can take him off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned JaVale McGee. Like, as far as like bringing athleticism to the table, that's what they were expecting, that they would get rim protection to help solidify that interior defense a little bit and that they would have a versatile lob threat for them. And the expectation was bare minimum he would be an upgrade over like Dwight Powell, who in three years, uh, three playoff runs with this team is averaging like what nine playoff minutes per game. Like that's that's not Dwight Powell. He's the ultimate lunch pail guy, and that's great. He has value on the team, but I, I don't think you want to be relying on him as your starter. So the the situation that the Javale McGee thing is here, I think, has them in a difficult spot where it's like, okay it's the the Thanos endgame thing, right? Like you couldn't live with your mistake and where did it lead you right back to me? Like that's, that's Dwight Powell talking about the situation here. So that's apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when that fell apart, I think that really kind of unsettled what they thought. And we we talked about this before the season, they're going to take the first month. They're going to kind of evaluate what they got. And I think right now they're they're probably taking a hard look at the JaVale McGee situation because they're like, okay, we yes, we promised him a starting job. We took it away from him, gave it to Dwight Powell for two or three games, and then we put him back in the lineup. He played three minutes and change against Brooklyn the other night. And in vintage JaVale McGee form had like the worst pass ever to Luka Doncic. <laughs> to the point where Luka literally like stopped and like looked at Jason Kidd like are you serious right now? Is this what we're doing? JaVale Shacking came out of the fool. game, out of the game, never came back. And I mean, hell, there, there was a moment in this game even where uh, McGee tried to post someone up and took an awkward fall away shot, missed it pretty badly. Luca's on the bench and Luca's like flapping his hand, like looking down the bench at Jason Kidd. It's kind like, of weird just... that I, I don't want to say that they were desperate when it came to signing JaVale McGee, but the fact that it was desperate, you was right. It was desperate. It was desperate. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be tactful. And with, don't be tactful. Right? But yeah, it was, it was desperate. But not only did you promise him a starting position, 
a position on the team, but you, you gave him three years, right? Yeah. Uh, right. If, if I remember, if I remember, if I remember, is there like a, a player's uh, option on that or something like that? Or is it? I, I hope it's a team at least. I I'm think it's sure. a team. I think. Let Guys, let us know in the chat. I think yeah, it's a team it's a option for year man. three. But um, that's crazy. Yeah. It, it was it was the pressure of feeling like they needed a response because the Jalen thing happened and they weren't getting these other guys, these other names that they were mm -hmm. always you always hear the names like Mavericks are in consideration. Never, it never happens. Yeah, uh, and so right. I think they felt that pressure. And JaVale himself said it, it wasn't just like, oh, what made you want to come to Dallas? Oh, it wasn't just watching Luca for seven games in the second round. Mm -hmm. It was start. because they offered him a starting job. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it was reuniting with kid being offered a starting job. And he was aware, obviously having seen Luca up close and knew how far the team went that year. Like, yeah, this seems like a, a good fit. Who else is going to give me a starting job at age 34? Right. So it, it was always a reach, but the hope and it, it's still early, but like the hope was okay with Luca and mcgee's remaining athletic ability you'll get some interior defense that's at least an upgrade over what we had and you'll get a viable lob threat luca can spoon feed him all day um and it just hasn't materialized I, i've always been skeptical of the javel mcgee signing signing because i feel like he can get uh a, probably 85 to 90 percent of his production at literally league minimum yeah <laughs> just like, probably. we could have probably right. got it like you said dwight howard and we no, he's in Taiwan right now. I can, mm -hmm. I will take a, uh, a Dwight Howard at uh, veterans minimum than uh, a three year, how many minimum or how many million dollar contract for JaVale McGee. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Travis Banks, I'll just say McGee got the hype, but I, I don't understand where the hype came from. He didn't I mean, play neither. that much during that Suns playoff run. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, la last year, no, he didn't do much last year. It no. was, it there was the never two titles no with JaVale the Warriors. McGee hype. There ain't never been no JaVale McGee hype. He's been on Shaq as a starter. Food. No. Yeah. As, as a starter. <laughs> no, but I would, as a, as I would have taken JaVale McGee. I was excited about him when we fun. got him back way back when, like when it was it 2015? Cause I, yeah. you know, yeah. what he brought, he still had a little bit of athleticism, but it was before his quote unquote blow up with the, um, with the, with the warriors. Mm. Um, but what he's been giving now, I mean, it's like I said, there's so many, there's so much talent. In the league i don't know what the front office is doing or what what their mindset is in terms of how they have the overall look of of the players in the league but this league is more talented than it's ever been you can literally mm -hmm. get guys like imagine um you know we had a chance at a dennis smith jr if we wanted to bring uh. him in our third third point guard the man was literally uh. waiting to get signed back begging hey, come on for, get me yeah you're trying to try out for the nfl and now he's starting for Charlotte, Charlotte Bobcats, yeah. albeit because of a because of a injury situation, but he's playing very well. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a guy that literally zero like last second was a signee that we had a chance at and we and we couldn't pull the trigger. Instead, we got a Faku Composo, which um yeah, still, say uh, what it is. Uh, no, still, ain't nothing, still ain't disappointed. Nothing, I mean, you feel me? Campbell Walker. There were better options there. for sure. You know, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's still and better you know options what? this day. 
and and even what you're just bouncing off that that's the thing I'm going with the athleticism. Dennis yeah. Smith Jr. has athleticism. Yes, he, him coming off the bench gives you more athleticism to compete with those other guys yeah. and to put the pressure on ball defense because, like you said, we know Luca ain't no great defensive player, but they're gonna wear him down. These teams are coming into the point just like the Magic did. They said we're gonna play him up close. We're gonna body him. We're gonna wear him down. Obviously, Spencer did what he did his thing, but beyond that, if Reggie Bullock and we gonna talk about him or then uh, you know uh, Finney Smith, they not hitting. I mean, it's it's bad. Like if we yeah. ain't hitting our three point shots, buddy, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Let me uh, let me run these stats on the McGee situation here. So he's averaging four point three points, two point six boards this season. Uh, the first four games of the year, he was averaging twelve minutes forty five seconds. Since then, he's averaging six minutes exactly. So it's it's bad. Even even if you take the the sample size of those first four games, you're not getting a whole lot production wise out of him. And he's he's been bad uh, defensively, and and the interior has been really bad. I remember that that Pelicans game like uh, was a Valachunas went like right at him like repeatedly, kill him repeatedly, like and it was just like matador defense like he was giving up the position he was giving up easy buckets inside and it was like ooh, that's that's troubling and it just feels like we've seen a lot of that again now you're getting these these plays where uh in that situation luca's easy cutting in the middle of the paint uh cutting to the basket and he throws the ball like six feet over his head like a bullet like i, I don't even know what he's he's doing in that case so it's uh it's not going well. It's a, it's a failed experiment. This is a, here's another stat here from uh, Grant Afseth on Twitter. He says the Mavericks scoring differential with JaVale McGee with McGee on the court. They are a minus 28 at 76 mm. minutes with wow. him off the court. They are a plus 78 with 366 <laughs> minutes, specifically with Luka Doncic, uh, Luka Doncic's on off court scoring differential Doncic with McGee minus 29. That's 70 minutes. Doncic without McGee plus 64 that's 261 minutes it's not working and definition of telling (laughs) yeah yeah like there's obviously like I said we're how many games now are we like 12 games into the year something like that I think think today was our 10th game 10th game game. okay um so yeah it's it's very early but at the same time what we're seeing is uniquely troubling it's not like a shooting slump for a, like if you had a shooter in this case and he's in a little bit of a slump, you're like, mm, all right, he's getting the looks. He's just not hitting them. Career trajectory shows he'll he'll balance out and, you know, he'll find a rhythm. It's not that kind of situation. It's like the main things he was brought to the team to do. He's not doing and not showing a capability of fitting with what they need him to do. So that's where it's like, ooh, OK, so this is a uniquely bad situation. Then this might just be like not even like a fit sort of thing, but just like a chemistry is not right or he's regressing or whatever. It's uh, it's uniquely bad. And I think they're going to have to figure out something to do. Not the least of which is just basically not start him anymore. Thanks, Carlos. I was, I was literally trying to find the uh, game six and four. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was trying to find the record and I was wrong. Thank you for correcting me. I like, um, but to uh, that note, you want to know the weird thing about, about this team and although we are six and four we had some pretty uh-huh. pretty good wins i guess two of them against brooklyn who i still think is a fairly uh talented team although brooklyn, yeah 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 just underperforming but like you said no one 
like literally no one is performing at their the jobs that they've been they've been sent out to do except for of course luca yeah spencer's actually doing spencer kind of quietly has pretty much taken over the jb the jb mm-hmm. brunson role and has almost matched his production uh and then christian wood who all, he had like two games where he really didn't do anything but yeah he's actually been pretty as advertised um but for some reason he's not getting the minutes but you know the guys who are are the ones who are getting all the minutes the ones who are getting all the other of the um contract extensions you know mm-hmm. maxis the the dorian finney smiths i know i love those guys yeah um they just haven't they haven't shown up and you know theo pinson he he said on this i think he put it on his on his youtube channel talking about how um he hates it how they're catching slack but i mean that's what are we supposed to that's, do that's what Your guys are literally yeah. on the court they're on the court to uh play defense and shoot threes yep and if you mm-hmm. look at our our defensive ratings where a lot of those guys are playing it's not where it needs to be mm-hmm. right um and then, I, I love the dodo extension the the max i still, lo- I still love me. the dodo extension uh max the value the, it's great yeah the max one scares I'm, me just because of I his age higher than a lot of the people who i talk to a lot of people are beginning to question it. i'm just like look 11 mil in the next couple of years that's like the average mm-hmm. a, a below average nba player will be making 11 mil here in the next in the next couple of years right uh so i'm okay with it the thing where i am perturbed is the the amount of minutes they're getting over and yeah. the in the way how they're being utilized and the players who they are taking minutes from where let's just call it let's just call a spade a spade there's no reason why for me there in my opinion there's no reason why a maxi cleaver should be getting more minutes than a christian wood yeah absolutely right? especially with yeah and especially with I was, the level uh, of play I was currently with, for maxi uh, i was talking with um we talked mavs the go gang shout out to them boys uh rel and king but i was talking with them and you know a lot of people are like oh because maxi's defense or whatever and, and i get it right but what Maxi is producing on the defensive end does not offset what Wood is yes, producing on the offensive. Yes, does not offset, yeah. and it's not so greater, so much greater than what Christian Wood can give you on the offensive end. Then it makes sense to play Christian Wood twenty-one minutes, Maxi Kleba twenty twenty whatever nine minutes, have Maxi close out games. We've literally had possessions last set, last shot possessions mm-hmm. where the the lineup was Luca. Dinwiddie, Reggie, um, Dorian, and Maxim. Where it's like we have a dude who's probably the most efficient dude on our team on the bench, and it, you can't say it's because of defense because we literally had one shot and we're on offense. Like it makes no sense. And Christian Wood in that situation is, is shooting um, like what forty six percent from three. He's shooting very well. Even the yeah. games where he's not producing a lot, he's mm-hmm. still whatever he's producing, he's still doing it efficiently. Yeah, and his defense. Yes, I understand is not you know up to par. It looks kind of you know wonky. He's still and he's he's not as bad to where it's like to in my opinion it's not detrimental. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. have the players like this is why we give Dorian Finney-Smith an extension so he can kind of make up for the the 
I guess a lack of defense for a, a Christian Wood, so he can give him help, you know. Or we, you know, we're so high on Coach Son Sweeney and those defensive schemes, and I know Christian Wood's trying to learn it, but he's not going to learn it as fast when he's on the bench where he can actually play and see, hey, you know, when they're going through film, they can be like, hey, this is what you did, this is what you should have done. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I don't know if it's mind games that uh, kid is trying to play. I do. Um, given given his background and everything I, I think that's certainly in the realm of possibility well we're we're messing with fire we're, oh, we're absolutely we're, we're, james i know you got some uh, some opinions on this what what are you well, thinking is this kid hear. playing with fire here i mean he's definitely playing with fire because this is a guy that's on a one-year deal with you and you 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 want to keep him you want to sign him to a multi-year deal you need this inside presence you know what i'm saying we don't have one without him just like what you're saying we don't have an inside presence period it's not maxi kleber it's not dwight powell it's not javel mckee it's none of them it's christian wood and yeah, he definitely needs to be. And just like what you were saying, I mean, since we've seen so many games this year where you got Maxi Cleaver at 26 minutes, Christian Wood 23. Maxi Cleaver with 30 minutes, Christian Wood with 24 minutes. And then you see Christian Wood getting 21 to 10 in 24 minutes, and Maxi Cleaver getting five points, uh, two of seven, you know what I'm saying? Four boards and what? Why? I, I mean, I get it. Now, I will say, I feel what you're saying, any that it's not so detrimental as far as the defense to keep them off the court. But, yes, he still does. If you watch him in the games, he does have to get better. Like, oh, no, slow for to, sure. He's he slow to react, his, you know, slide to side, his foot speed. And yeah. with that length, you got to you gotta, you gotta try to block shots. You know what I'm saying? Because he averaged like a block over there at Houston. But that length that he offers, he's got to get in there and block shots. Now, he's doing good on the rebounds. I like how he's rebounding. Mm -hmm. You know Which what I'm is saying? Part of defense. That yeah, there's a philosophy so, where def and, uh, rebounding is a part of defense. Definitely. So he's in there doing that, and I'm not even being critical of that, but I'm just saying, you know, I guess I'm trying to look at it from what I don't know what kid is doing. I don't. There's no reason to do it. There's no point to prove because this is one of your better players on the team. There's three players on the team that we can sit there and say are our dogs, right? Mm -hmm. Ben Witty, Luca, and Christian Wood. So yeah. why are you not playing one of your dogs when you ain't got that many dogs on the team? Yeah. Feel me? Do you, do you think it comes down Josh to Green's the about to be a dog? By the way, What's do you that? think it comes down? Josh sorry. Green about to be a dog. Josh Green, yeah, I, I think yeah. so. You about to be? Do you think, in the case of Wood, that it comes down somewhat to kids' perception of effort that he doesn't feel like Wood is giving full effort defensively? It, it's one thing to to have certain deficiencies; you can coach around that. But do you feel like? it has something to do with the perception that he's not giving full effort or he's not, uh, you know, following his assignments properly. And that is factoring into why he's not playing specifically in crunch time. Cause it, it, yeah, he'll have 21 and 10 in some of these games and he'll just be killing it. And then it's like, Oh, here we go into, into crunch time. And there goes wood to the bench. See you later. <laughs> it's like almost, it does, it, I don't, I don't get it because it's, it's frustrating because it's like, like you said, when he starts getting on a roll, it's almost like, you know, when Jason Kidd is about to sub him in the fourth quarter, it's mm. almost like the set time. I don't like that part of it because it, it's like he brings them in at a set time every game, like around six, seven minutes. Here comes mm -hmm. Christian Wood at the end of the game, third quarter. He's turning up, going crazy. Fourth quarter. He's going to get all that mid fourth quarter. And then when it comes down to six to seven minutes, here comes 
freaking uh Bullock and Finney Smith. I'm like, I'll, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't want to see Bullock right now. I want to <laughs> see Bullock right now at the end of the game. You need put if you want to put somebody in the game, you better put in Christian Wood and sit uh Bullock down because he ain't offering you nothing right now <laughs> at all. I mean, he already he can't create off the dribble. His game is a three point right. shot. If yeah, he ain't hitting a three point up. shot, have, what is he doing? The Mavericks, to your point, you now you said the Mavericks are lacking in the athletic department. Yeah, on top of that, when I was doing the uh, the little, I guess, the draft uh, breakdown wish list, that, you preview, know, 45 yeah. minutes ended up being completely irrelevant. <laughs> that, was, that was great. You, we posted it, and then, like, Bro, the I, next you know the day, the next video day like was the Christian two, Wood trade. I did, that, I did that video, like, at 2 in the morning. Like, it was – Yeah. I put work in. I don't, like, oh, I, I know, you, dude. I edited like the that. video. That That's video so was, like, an hour and a half. I cut it down to 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Trust me, I was I was hurting too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like one of the things I was looking for is because I know the what the team lacks in is he lacks in creators, you know? Mm. And some of the sentiment around the team is oh, Luca's gonna create for everybody. He's like, you don't yeah. want Luca to be a hundred percent responsible for the for the success of the offense. Mm-hmm. Right? Luca had a bad game today. Yeah. Uh Spencer Dimley had a good had a good game, but you you would want other people to take the pressure off Luca, right? That's the whole reason why LeBron went to Miami and went to Cleveland and went back to or then went yeah, you know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. he's he's never wanted to be the person where I, I I can look to my left and my right and be like, okay, it's it's a very with how competitive this league is and how talented it is, it is very tough to do it by yourself and. Mm-hmm. He's young. He's probably feeling good. But if it persists, like I said before, we're playing with fire. You better, yeah. you know, nourish the talent that you have. You have, you know, Christian, Wood, although he's not like top 25 talent, he does have right. the makings of a guy who can create for himself offensively, get buckets efficiently. Because mm-hmm. one of the things we kept saying was bad stats or good stats, bad team guy. But even in Houston, when he was a, you know, losing games, he was still putting up numbers and he was efficient. That's the one thing to always look at mm-hmm. the efficiency. So if we can pair that with Luca, now it's Luca doesn't have to do everything. Now right. Luca can be more well rested going into crunch time. But it's like, nope, we don't want no one to take the ball away from Luca. So you will have to do everything every time he's on the court. Literally, no one else creates. Everyone just stands in their spots, and then mm-hmm. Luca just reads. And it's cool and it's fun right now, but I'm telling people, I'm telling Mavs fans, you don't want that. You nope. yeah. do not want nope. that. No, not I agree. All. That's that's your James Harden. That's your Russell Westbrook MVP mm-hmm. seasons. Like, it, it's dazzling from their standpoint. Luca is doing absolute video game numbers right now. But, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not sustainable long-term, and it's not how you want to build long-term mm-hmm. either. So, yeah, Christian, Christian Wood has been – He's the most dynamic weapon Dallas has had to pair with Luka Doncic. And even if you're going to insist on him coming off the bench, fine. You should be utilizing him where he's your sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. Like he should be right out of the gate leading the charge for that. But because mm-hmm. you're screwing around with his minutes so much and because you're not playing him in crunch time, he's not even in any kind of consideration for it. Mm-hmm. So he's averaging 15.6 points, 7.8 boards on 56.7% from the field, Jeez. 46.2% from three uh, his per is 20.14 which is 39th in the league 
uh, if you take out there, you mentioned earlier, he had a couple duds, both games against Orlando. Well, he didn't play today, but uh, he had uh, Orlando, one against the Nets and yeah, the first yeah, time the Nets, the, Nets. the first time with the Nets. Um, I, I think he had like a five point, a six point and then two 11 point games. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you take out those handful of duds, his averages leap up to like 18.4, 7.7 boards, shooting 61% from the field and 60 over 60% from three. Like you said, highly efficient. And uh, he can create for himself. That's that's the big thing. It doesn't have to be. It's not that he's a kind of creator where he's going to set up other guys, but he can at yeah. least get his own bucket. Well, he's which, actually he's actually exhibiting a, a little bit of a playmaking. Little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Not not like efficient. He can dump it off. But you know what about what Christian Wood? I think is the reason why he had those kind of a dud type games. If you if in my opinion, when you watch when he comes in, I feel like he's pressing because he knows his minutes are limited. Mm -hmm. And when he gets yeah. in the game, he might look like he might take a quick shot or uh, maybe a, like, why'd you take that shot so quick? Because mm -hmm. I feel like he's pressing because when he gets in the game, he knows his minutes ain't going to be long. So he's trying to get what he can when he get in because he's coming back out. He's not going to play at the end of the games. That's what it's been showing right now. So I feel like in, in those games, I watched him. He was pressing when he came. As soon as he came, he wanted to score. When he gets the ball again, he wanted to try to score because he's trying to get in and get them points in and trying to get it on rhythm quick because he knows he's going to be coming back out that out out you know and not in a time where he can yeah. stay hot it's like whenever he starts getting real cooking that's when jason kidd's like all right come on here and sit down and if i'm a player if i'm a player and we're talking about playing with the uh, the player's mind if mm -hmm. i'm coming off you brought me in to play and at the end of the game you keep taking me out that's not gonna sit well with me as a player i'm gonna be mad mm -hmm. because i feel like i can contribute to help this team win and i can't do it if i'm sitting on the bench mm -hmm. yeah no 100 agree um it's it's one of those things if defense is a liability for him and if it's something that he's not wh whether it's effort-based in kids opinion or not if that's a weakness of his then it's like all right well when i'm in here i have to maximize what i'm doing offensively and i and i have to make sure that i do this because even if this is a one-year swim i got to make sure that i still show out mm -hmm. so that my value is as high as it can be mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's all about that and i i almost wonder how much kid is aware of that possibility and like trying actively trying to break him which i don't think is the right strategy here it's you're trying to recruit not. if you want him to invest in you long term and again he's your second best player you need him to invest in you long term you've mm -hmm. never had a weapon like this you're not going to find many guys around the league that you can plug and play to this level of uh th this scoring prowess and efficiency you need to make sure you have him happy and you know, look at it too, as far as like your future recruiting efforts, if you mess around with this, it's going to be something where other teams are going to look at it. Other players are going to look at Dallas and be like, man, they, they couldn't even keep Christian Wood happy here. And he was like the, the second best thing they had. Like it, it mm -hmm. fuels that perception of like, oh, it's the Luka Doncic show yeah. and company. And that, and I don't, I don't think that's a Luka based thing. Luka keeps saying, we need to get him involved more. We need to you know be utilizing him more and uh he takes ownership of that and then you'll see wood have another great game but the minutes still haven't cracked 30 this year mm. it, it's it's crazy so i i don't know what kind of 4d chess kid thinks he's playing with it i he's got he gained a lot of leeway <laughs> with last year i understand that but i also don't want to f around and find out as far as like 
what we do. Because if you already feel like we don't have enough athleticism on this team, take Christian Wood off it and tell me how you right. feel about the athleticism. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why he got to play. That's yeah. one of our few athletes, like I said, beside mm-hmm. Josh Green. And you yeah. know, DDP, I've been screaming. I know he's young. I know he's young. Uh, but you know, you I need to see Josh Green now. No, Josh Green for sure. We're gonna let's, let's we're gonna have it. a whole little spot on him, but I want to say one little tidbit. Jaden Hardy got to still get some mm-hmm. sneaky minutes here and there because he is another guy that can create off the dribble and can mm-hmm. create his own shot and is athletic. That's what Dallas needs. And he can score. He can get the ball. He can take you off the dribble. He is streaky, but he can score from deep. He can take you off the dribble. He's athletic. He can get in the paint. That's our problem. We don't have guys that can get in the paint and nope. create the shots besides Luca. And when that, and just like what Andy said, if, it's a terrible to me when you see Luca coming down and you got four guys on the top of the perimeter. Yeah. No, that does not work. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're trying yeah. to win, if you're trying to win a championship, that mm-hmm. that's not going to be the way to go. It's not. Not, not it might win early, you. Yeah. Yeah. It might win you some um, regular season games. It actually, might even win you a series or two, like we saw last year. But when you get to the nitty gritty, when you get to the top, tippy mm-hmm. top of the top tier teams. Mm-hmm. They'll skip you right out of that, and they'll make your life a living hell if yep. you're going to be that heliocentric. Now, right. what what we can do is if we can get guys that can create, because what Luca is very good at, Luca is good at busting defenses, right? Oh yeah, um, and he can he can what get was him. the Toronto game. They say he yeah, saw yeah, like 23 yeah. different coverages. Yeah, and, and, he, and he dissected figured them all. He figured yeah. them all out. Now imagine that uh, with a better team that has a better offense, is not being led. Like imagine like what the what the Warriors did. Mm-hmm. I mean, boxing one, they made it really tough. Get the ball out of Lucas' hands. I mean, that's that's the type of, like, yeah, I, w- I would want a Reggie Bullock or a Dorian Finney-Smith to be the guy to beat us. I don't want, like, I'm not yeah. trying to have Luca beat us. I already know what he can do. Mm-hmm. So, but if you can, if you have guys that can cre- can create off what Luca already has done, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be shoot the ball or give it back to Luca. Which that's the type of offense we're in. If Luca gives it up, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, if can you attack a closeout? Can you try to draw a foul or something like that? I like what Big Games is saying about uh, trying to get Jaden Hardy in there. Jaden mm-hmm. Hardy is just some confidence away. That's all he's lacking. We saw yeah. him in the G League. Like he was. He yeah, was he showed out in his couple all games. All three, all three levels. That's exactly what we need. We need, we need any type of talent. That can create all like literally. This is how bad it's getting. Luca doesn't even know how to shoot the ball if it's a regular catch and shoot. Yeah, like you saw that one that he like did a couple of games ago. Like he was like, "What the is this? I'm mm-hmm. wide open, and I didn't like. Should I do a step back even though I'm wide open? Like this is this is weird. Yeah. That should not be the case. We should at least have more people that at the very least can, can create off an off balance defense." Yeah. But we have no one. Anything underneath the three-point line are are guys that are getting the bulk of our minutes. They're irre- like irrelevant offensively mm-hmm. underneath the three-point line. Yep. Yeah, with with yep. uh, Hardy. Yeah, he's gonna need some seasoning. But like he is. Didn't did when he might be replacing a lot of Brunson's role and like productivity. Mm-hmm. But like Brunson's patience and ability to weave his way into the paint just be so crafty with his moves and finish in yeah. uh in pressure situations late shot clock whatever make something out of nothing that's something that Dinwiddie 
doesn't have to the same level and hardy might have that capacity it might just be something that needs some seasoning so mm -hmm. yeah losing there, losing there, Brunson in the short there. term there's definitely stuff there with hardy that i would yes. like to see blossom and it might take you know a year or two i mean right Dylan brunson as good as he is it took him three four years three, to get four, the yeah. level, uh that we saw him at last year so i mean with with smaller guards with how athletic the the league is it's definitely going to take him a lot longer i just wish that we, we will at least speed up the him. process yeah yeah, <laughs> because give it's him, a young um, guys league, any it's a young guys league. These yeah. young guys, you see the Jalen Greens, you see these guys going to the G League, uh, Dyson Daniels. These mm -hmm. guys have already got some NBA type experience, experience yep. so it's not like he's coming out from college and don't know nothing, didn't see anything. He mm -hmm. got to play against pro type players, so mm -hmm. kid. Give him some minutes to keep on giving him confidence. Because just like you said, when he he's just confidence away. And when he starts getting some confidence, dog, you're going to start seeing that player. And he is going to help. Especially now we can go ahead and segue to the Josh Green. Because if you can get the Hardy in there and then you get the Josh Green in there, now you're feeling good. We got some athletes out there mm -hmm. now. And the Christian Woods, now we feel like we can run with you a little bit. We can mm -hmm. take you to the hole a little bit. Now mm -hmm. guess what? The Reggie Bullocks and the Finney Smiths are better because now it's just not Luca creating a pass for you. You got mm -hmm. other the guys can do it, and I feel like that makes them a better player. And then you'll probably and then that'll segue to a better Luca at end of game because yes. you're not, you you're not you're as higher. Yeah, all 48 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yep. Like this is like making everyone better doesn't benefit anybody any more than Luka Doncic. Let's so we're gonna talk green to give context on the usage that we're putting on Luca right now, the general stats on him, 36.3 points. This was entering, uh, I think this was as of like yesterday morning, 36.6 or 0.3 points, 9.5 boards. I feel like that's a typo. Um, I think it was like 36, eight and eight. Somewhere yeah. 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 I, I think they, I think they had a typo. Cause as soon as I said nine, I was like, that doesn't sound quite right. Yeah, <laughs> um, regardless, uh, first in the league points per game usage, percentage, assist percentage, uh, points per possession when the primary ball handler in a pick and roll, um, third and drives per game. Like the, the usage on him is insane. And he, he's driving like relentlessly to the paint that that's so when you're talking about like being kind of worn down it's not just teams making him work for it like to his credit the thing we've been screaming about forever like dude you are built like a, a you know you're barrel chested you're thick you're six eight and you're thick you can get in there you're crafty you are perfect for getting at the at the paint but when you're doing these fall away step backs and things like that you're not as efficient and you're not going to have as many games as where you're hitting those so he actually is attacking and that's great but it is something that it's putting a lot of stress and strain on him uh, thus far. Because until today's streak where he had 36 or today's streak of 30 point games was snapped. He was like 32, 35, 37, 41, 31, 44, 35, 36. Absurd. So the, the fact that you're now in this situation where it's like, okay, now you can get him some athletes, some guys that can create a little bit, take some of that pressure off of him, not make it where everything has to be running through him exclusively. And he has to spoon feed every possession, every single teammate that's going to open some things up. So that's building off what you guys were just saying. That's just further supporting that. It's like, hey, those numbers are awesome, sensational MVP type stuff. It's not what we want to focus on right now, though. We want we want to focus on like the team 
uh, and making it as well-rounded and well-built for a deep run as possible. Yep. And if you're going to ask Luca to do this for a whole season, you're not going to get this same Luca come playoffs. You're just nope. not. Mm -hmm. nope. not. So, uh, okay. Let's, uh, so we touched on Josh Green a little bit here. Uh, we're going to focus on the Brooklyn game because that felt like the coming out party for Josh Green. 27 minutes, 16 points, five boards, five of five from the field, two of two from three, four of four at the line, a plus 13 sensational that like that that is that felt like the coming out game for josh green you saw a lot more confidence not just in uh taking the open shot willingly not like being reluctant you also saw him driving and kicking like making the skip pass moving the ball well making the right play in these situations i i think you saw even last year like there was boldness in some of his creating whether he was throwing like a a magician pass or something like that. But now you're kind of seeing him take the, the simple right play as well. And there, there's something to it. The confidence is building and that's the best thing for him because that's felt like the biggest thing he's been lacking in his first two seasons. And if he can actually add that in, then the breakout, even if it's about 10 games into the season, finally getting started, the breakout everyone anticipated might actually be coming to fruition. And that's going to be nothing but good for this team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of the things I would say about Josh Green is, um, a, I, I'm I'm highly like I'm I'm new to the to the hype train of that is Josh Green, but one, he he is a template of a type of player you will want to have around Luca, right? So he hasn't full, he hasn't fully act been fully actualized mm -hmm. yet. He's well on his way. We're beginning to see what people were talking about during the summertime. But uh, I'm more keyed into him now because, you know, we have Reggie. We have Dorian. If we were to have Josh Green be able to shoot at their level, at the, how they were shooting at the end of uh, at the season last year, and him increase his confidence of taking the, the ball into the hoop, like now we're talking. Now we're, mm -hmm. like James was saying, we're adding a little bit more athleticism. We have a guy who's capable of creating as well. We have a guy who can also shoot, so you have to respect him come playoff time, right? Yeah. Um, those, are the, those are the traits that I feel like we need to just copy and paste amongst all the other role players on the team. Because if you actually look at other teams, I'm not sure if it's just how the play style of Dallas, but other teams, their guys have the confidence to drive in and you know try to create something some mm -hmm. of them probably even too much confidence like you know maybe chill out a little bit but you know i'm almost kind of envious is like man like all right. I, see, I see some role players are coming in and they're they're taking it in it's not looking weird uh rel from glow mavs and he always says he cringes every time dorian finney smith tries to drive it in for I, real I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i cringe every time i see maxi try to take you know take a a jump shot from 15 feet or less it's like it's you know we shouldn't we shouldn't be a team filled with people who can't do anything yeah it. and that's One why dimension. i'm so happy when i was watching that when i was watching that uh game against the nets and seeing josh green do what he was doing you know man i'm so happy because hey he's he is lighting. He's lining it up right now. I think he has the best three point percentage. I'm not sure where he stands after this game because I think he went over two or something like that. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. entering the game, he was shooting 61.5% from three, which yeah. was leading the league. Yeah, significantly, too. It was like the yeah. second person was like... Kelly Olenek or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, he's just not, you know, just standing Former there. Former great. He's creating as well. So, yeah. I'm I am uh I'm very happy to see that. Shout his out minutes, to APV in the in the comment section too. His minutes have been on an upward trend as well. Uh the first Brooklyn game he had about 13 and a half minutes mm-hmm. then he had 15, 17, almost 19, 20, now basically 27 minutes. So he's uh and how many minutes did he have in tonight's game? I don't have that in front of me. I didn't add that to the um, thing before we jumped on. Think... Yeah, 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Okay, yeah. So he's he's trending upward for sure. And uh, that should average that. That should be a yeah. He should, yeah, yeah. He should I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, especially with the the team like it is now, um, the best thing you can do is like, okay, if we're gonna have some struggles early on, and we're not gonna necessarily come, you know, roaring out of the gates, the very least we can do is effectively use this time to try and develop some of these guys, particularly Green, who looks like he's ready to break out. So I'm all for it. Um, his true shooting percentage this year is like astronomical. It's like nearly perfection. It's yeah. like 92% true shooting percentage, which is the 99th percentile, like <laughs> r- ridiculous. Again, that's entering this game. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, if, if you had know what I like over... about him, DDP, you know what I like about him? And I yeah. think I'm bouncing off what any, any was saying is that he's perfect for Luca. He's mm-hmm. actually perfect for this team because I believe if you had Josh Green on a court uh, partner, yeah. yeah if you had Josh Green on another team, I think he would get lost in the shuffle. But because Dallas needs his athleticism, he can mm-hmm. shine on the Maverick squad. And I believe he benefits from Luka because Luka is like this. If Luka can see you play, if Luka can see you can make plays, he's going to get you the ball. He's going to go to the hole. He's going to draw that double team, and he's going to look for you. And he's going to create and make the make it easier for you. That's why you like Luca the way he can pass because he makes it easier for you to make your finish your plays or make your shots. You see what I mean? And that's why it's going to be an easier. It, it makes an easier game for Josh Green. What he's got to continue to do. Um, he's real ball dominant, right handed. So I think he's got to continue to corporate incorporate. You know, not just going to the right side because he's kind of one sided yeah. the way he plays. So I think he's got to continue to be versatile with that. Um, I don't think he's going to be shooting like that all year. I definitely don't think see that. But as long as he can continue to give those good positive minutes, that good energy, because he he's bouncy too. You see him tipping up, tip, tipping rebounds. You know, mm-hmm. and this definitely is definitely yes. a game changer. Yeah, that's what we need. We need a guy that, and he can guard three positions. He can guard your point guard, your shooting guard, and your small forward. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's three guys that he can guard and really help you with. So. His minutes, his athleticism, and I like it because, like when you said, when we played the uh, the Brooklyn Nets, um, when we played uh, Toronto Raptors, because that Raptors game, boy, like I said, I was envious of their forwards. You know, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. envious of their forwards. Piasco Siakam, Scotty Barnes, um, uh, Obananaya. I love – that's what our forwards – I wish our forwards could be because they constantly can put stress on your defense yeah. at all mm-hmm. times. Yeah, that that is that is actually like my dream dream team to put around Luca. Like if I was, I guess, uh, I hate to do this, but okay, I'm gonna do it. If I was to be like this fake GM, like on 2K or whatever, <laughs> um, and construct the Mavs team, it would definitely be filled with dudes who are around six seven, six eight, athletic and jump right. and shoot and mm-hmm. play defense. 
can cry, like can do all that and just have Luca. Luca wouldn't even be my leading scorer. And in my ideal world, Luca won't be my leading scorer. He will break the record of the amount of assists he will get. And he triple will, doubles. His triple doubles. He would get, he'd be he, like Russell yeah, Westbrook. Be, he wouldn't need to get 40-point triple doubles. He would get mm-hmm. like 20-point triple doubles. But he would definitely have like 25 assist, like 25 assist games. Yeah. And we'll be completely crazy, like that type of stuff. But we we just, you know, we're we're just so dependent. We're so dependent on on Luca. It's it it bothers me. I, as much as I love Luca, I'm not a Luca hater. I'm I'm just real about how I look at his game mm-hmm. and how I look um and how I evaluate the Mavs um and what they're doing with them. It is we definitely too- yeah, we definitely are asking too much on a, too- on a game by game basis. It's like mm-hmm. just because you're capable of this and yeah. it's exciting watching you do this mm-hmm. doesn't mean that this is the ideal model. And mm-hmm. like I said, you, you can look to any number of guys who can set the league on fire. And I'm not saying that to say like, oh, there's so many, but mm-hmm. like guys who put up those astronomical numbers, Russell Westbrook, James Harden are the, the main win. ones that come. Yeah. Who, who did you say? No, I'm just saying they never win. They oh, I, I thought you added numbers. a third name and I didn't no, no, catch it. No, no, um, They always have those gaudy numbers, yes. just like with KD. Why do you think he left? He wanted to go with Steph. He wanted to mm-hmm. go with Clay. He wanted to go with them dogs. He wanted to go with other players that he didn't have to feel like he had the pressure of yeah. dropping 35 points a night. I don't have to. You know what? I can if I want to, but it feels good when i got other players where I can just sit here and say, hey, I can get 20, but he's going to get 40 today. That's what a player likes. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. It's good. It feels good for a little bit to be scoring when you first get in the league, but you want other players that can compliment you and can take over games too. It mm-hmm. makes you better as a player when you don't have to feel like you got to come out there and drop that. Trust me. And trust me, when Luca is having a uh, Christian Wood going crazy, he loves it. Trust yeah, me, yeah. he does. We've seen, we've <laughs> seen him. We've, we've seen the, the memes of him celebrating when other people score. It's like, dude, if, if, you, if you're a competitor, and in the, in this league, you're competing at the highest, the highest pinnacle, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want. No one wants to do it. By the only, only people who are immature about the situation that they're in will want to be. I'd rather lose games and put thirty points a game than put twenty points a game and win. Like those are those are immature people. Real mm-hmm. competitors want will look to their left and look to their right and be like, "I'm so happy I don't have to do it by myself." Mm-hmm. I want people that I can count on. I want people that I could throw the ball to, and they'll get just as hyped when they score than when I score. Like you don't want to yeah. have to. Like you, you want to, you want to be the guy, but you also you want to be backed up by highly competent players. And that's why we see, especially nowadays, that's why we see dudes run to other teams. We've seen, like I said, LeBron James. Like there's a re- we made fun of him. We we caught him weak. We we said all these terrible things to him and i was one of those people who said it however it, it makes sense like i don't want to i don't want to have to go into the finals against the 07 spurs and look to my left and see larry hughes and darnell marshall <laughs> you feel me mo williams yeah getting dunked on like ilgowski it's like who like who are these guys like come on you you want to go in knowing that you have a shot. You doesn't have you don't have to put up fifty points for you for your team to have a shot because that gets mad tiring, mad tiring. Mm-hmm. I'm telling yeah. you, take it from me, someone who's playing in basketball. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say I played in <laughs> basketball. We're, we're already a three man podcast. We don't need to hit all the <laughs> check all the boxes for the cliches by being like, let me tell you my personal sports story. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm just saying. Hey, I hoped, and when I hoped. 
<clears throat> I played with some really good players back when I was in high school and things of such and, and you know, um, summer leagues, things of that nature. And I always loved getting on a team where we had a lot of good players mm -hmm. because number one, you, you know, you, you feel you love to win. And just like mm -hmm. you said, number two, it feels good when you go out on the court. And when I, I know I can score, I know I can take you to the hole. I know what I can mm -hmm. do, but it's even better when I know I can go to the hole, create you go up in the air and I can dish it off. And I know he going to spray you too. It feels mm -hmm. so much better. You run down court. You're excited because you know what? We're going to shut you down and we're going to win this game. And I don't even got to kill you all day. I got my dogs that can do it. And I'm telling you as a player, it feels so much better. Your team is better because when you see Luke at the end of the game, just like this game, when they had the interview you see he was frustrated you know what i mean it, it, sometimes it's just like bro somebody else got to step up and make plays i can't do yeah. this all damn time this is luca this is luca at 23 imagine when luca's you know 25 26 oh he's burnout when he has some miles under him like yo yeah. i mean he can do it now when he's 23 when you get older you've been like okay guys like this is enough this is, is enough i need players yeah yeah <laughs> this is jordan good. did it look jordan did it he he kobe first did it. the league kobe did it kobe said you're gonna trade me unless you get me players you get what i'm saying <laughs> he wanted to leave the lakers and said until you got me players literally, literally said, called literally jordan, called announced his trade request on live right. tv Said, I need players. If you don't yep. get me players, I'm out of here. And like I said, you saw where Jordan struggled for so long until he got some players, some dogs, the Scotty Pippins. When you get mm -hmm. dogs with you, then you're like, okay, now your game and your team goes to another level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, but they are six and four through the first 10 games. We we talked about it saying we anticipated just because of the trend of like the last decade as a little bit of a slow start. I would say six and four is slow. It's not like a brutal slow start. They've certainly started slower plenty of times in recent years, but it's kind of been uh, TGK had a, a good word for it in the comments there. Underwhelming. Mm -hmm. uh, you look at multiple losses now. There's been at least three of their four losses where you're like, I just shouldn't have happened. Like that, that should not have been a loss. You, you were looking past them. You didn't take them seriously. You took a loss to a team that was missing one or more right. star players. OKC, how did yeah. that happen? Yeah, okay. OKC doesn't even want to win. They're, OKC is over there like, guys, guys. Come on. Come on. The Jazz, the, about, the Jazz is about to trade the whole team. You feel me? Jazz is like, y'all winning too much. Like, <laughs> I got to put an end to this. <laughs> yeah, but, it's but to, it's Can I put a positive spin? Because I've been, I've been, I've been noticing myself a little bit down in the dumps lately when, when I'm talking about the maps because they are doing a lot of things that are pissing me off. But on the on the positive <laughs> side. Yes, this start has been underwhelming. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the other teams who we thought were contenders, yeah, they're also even more underwhelming than than that's what fair. And, and so, for a show yeah. with the word positive in the title, at least yeah. the word positive, <laughs> uh -huh. we probably should skew a little bit towards the positive. <laughs> if if we're if we're frustrated, it's only because we know they're capable of better, <laughs> and we want them to reach that potential. I'm not mad. I'm just so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> but that's mm. that pretty well encapsulates the first uh, ten games of the season here. Luca sensational. Uh, Josh Green looks like the hype in the off season, the preseason, all that is real, very real. 
JaVale McGee uh, is very much not real. Um, <laughs> and we're trying to figure out where to where to go from here. Christian he's Wood. Not, he's not real at all. No. no. I sure no. I hope he wasn't. That would be more advantageous for the bag if he wasn't real. Man. <laughs> if they, if they figure out the Christian Wood thing, if they just stop messing around with that and they give Green consistent minutes like he's got in the last six games, I'll feel mm. better. Honestly, oh, great. just do those, oh, those two things, and I feel so much better because I'm yes. convinced you don't lose three of those four losses. Yeah. So, yeah. anything else you guys want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, not too much, but hey, I appreciate you uh, being on here. Any good to see you again? Good to hey, talk good to you again, big too. dog. Yep. Um, love talking that my, that good basketball with you. You know, hopefully, we can do some more of this. That's all I got to really say about hey, that. Man, I, pre- I appreciate that. It's always fun talking basketball. Listen to y'all's football. I still need to get uh, y'all's uh, takes on. Well, I, I I think you probably did a video about uh, you know Cowboys and their feelings on the Odell Beckham Jr. situation and stuff like that. Um, it'll be nice to have another dynamic guy on the team. Um, however, I am kind of hesitant. You have two guys coming off of a ACLs, major ACL yeah. injury. That will be your top three wide receivers. But anyway. Uh, I would like to hear y'all's takes on that, so I'll probably tune in here next time y'all do a video. You can do it right quick. Yeah, I'll give you my quick take. Rep- I'll give, yeah. give you a quick I'll give you a quick take on Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Ooh. what what you said about the ACL, I feel you, but here's my thing. Dallas is one injury away from it being bad, especially like we have been DDP had talked about with CD Lamb. CD Lamb has already been nursing little nagging injuries all year. If he were to go down and you didn't sign an Odell Beckham Jr., yes, we love our uh tight ends the young tight ends but now you're going with what noah brown james washington uh mm-hmm. jalen tober who's been a bust right now so you don't feel good about that at all that offense totally changes up and I, the only thing is going to be the sticking point is that contract because he's going to want to be secure he doesn't want to go mm-hmm. yeah, somewhere he said he and just be on a three-year deal yeah and that's where i worry about with dallas because i know they don't like them older players now odell beckham is not 22 you feel me he's older now Dallas yeah. likes keeping cheaper, younger players. That is, to me, going to be a sticking point right there. But if they were actually to do it, that changes the whole offense. To me, it's, it'll probably be like the way if they sign him, the way they signed Amari Cooper in the midseason when Dallas was in the dumps, it was looking bad for him. They mm-hmm. signed Amari Cooper, Dak, and Cooper hit off just like that, and it went mm-hmm. from there. I believe if Odell Beckham Jr. signs, him and Dak are going to hit the ground running. He's going to turn all the way up, and this offense will get fire instantly. I think that's the, that's the type of impact he will have on this offense because, any he makes everybody else better. He's the threat. He's got great hands. He can take you vertically. I know he's got the ACL, but he's a different type of athlete. I've seen athletes, and you've seen them, that some people can get hurt, and they're just going to stay hurt. He's different. He's the type that can get hurt, rehab, come back stronger. He's that type of athlete. He's different. So me having him out there just changes everything, makes everything better for the offense and makes it easier. Just like we were talking all like with the Mavericks, when he, when Luca can get guys that can make it easier for him, the team is better. You can get an Odell Beckham jr. On your team. It makes it easier. Yeah. For everybody yeah. Else. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. And if, even if he is wanting like a three year deal, if, if you were looking at like, let's say three at 11 million a year, which again, cause of the age and because of he's had what well, he had a bad ankle, break or something early in his career too so it's not another acl that's that's good at least but he has had a couple of severe injuries i would say if you're talking like three at 11 mil per year that's basically what you're paying dalton schultz right now and schultz 
talk about nagging injuries and not having a good year. He's already franchised. You're not going to bring Schultz back. We do like our young tight ends. So if you're going to say that, like, hey, basically you can pick up Odell, not have to go invest in a, a receiver, a high-end receiver in the draft if you don't want to now, and you've got tight ends to fill Schultz's spot, then you're, you're already covering all your bases. It makes sense for me to get an experienced re uh, receiver in here because I know we, we've invested in a lot of young receivers. We got a, not, a lot of young receivers that we're excited about, they say. So cool, but I, I still want one of those guys at the top. You might not have Amar anymore, but you can still have a guy that can be a playmaker um, and, and be a dynamic option. Doesn't have to be your number one receiver by any means, but it'll make the rest of the offense better and have a, a big impact so i think if they do get him it's probably a stretch run sort of thing like i don't think he really gets a lot of play before we at least get into december um but even still i, I think there's going to be a good opportunity for him to have a, an impact this season and whether it's micah or zeke there i i can't recall the players ever being this vocal and active in their recruiting of a free agent like the, I, everyone I in the franchise like, i feel like they have to it. because we we've i the the powers that be have been sitting on their hands for so long in terms of mm -hmm. adding it's, it's almost like they're allergic to adding talent if it's not through the drafts mm -hmm. um and i get you know the fiscally responsible way of getting talent and have them over you know overvalue or play better than what their contract is because they're on the rookie contract and everything like that but there needs to be a balance. I remember the early days of, you know, Romo, it was used to, it used to be like, get all the free agents in here right. or whatever. And then who gives a damn about the draft? First round pick, Bobby Carpenter, who cares? Like whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but now it was just like, who cares about the free agents? We'll just wait till all of them sign. And we'll, we'll go bargain bin shopping. Yeah. Um, and we'll just get draft draft picks, have them play, cut them or whatever, leave them to sign for other teams and just keep recycling. When it was like, what about the mix of the two? And so that's one of the things that I'm really excited about when, in terms of they're actually, uh, it looks, it sounds to me that they're actually cons really considering getting a, a playmaker like Odell Beckham, because I mean, there, it can help on so many fronts, just like James talked. It can help on, you help Dak, it can help uh, Lamb, it can help everybody, right? But here's mm -hmm. what it can also do. It can also help with constructing the team because like Derek said, or DDP, um you don't have to invest your draft picks on high-end receivers now you can start reinvesting in the offensive line and stop you know having to you know pray that for some you know for some miracle that tyron smith doesn't get hurt again for the third year in a row or that you know some of these interior linemen that are underachieving somehow just figure out how to play football better is maybe we can you know Reinvest another running back so you have Zeke insurance. Yes. Yeah, get, get, get another running back so we can, you know, actually have someone to pair with um <laughs> Pollard, yeah. With, with Pollard and you know, maybe Zeke can, you know, uh go on to wherever, you know, he, he needs they to love go. some Zeke, dog. They love yeah. some Zeke. And as long yeah, as Jerry loves as long as Jerry loves Zeke, I'm gonna be honest with you. The way they did Demarcus Lawrence's contract, where he basically said, I'll I'll give away my signing bonus or I'll, I'll restructure this just to mm -hmm. get a flat out three-year deal to stay here. I have a feeling that they might try to do that. They'll try to just yeah. negotiate a type of contract where they can keep him like another two, three years. Cause they're going to say Zeke is only 26, 27. Why not? And let's try to sign Paula to a small. I mean, I listen, think yeah. 
listen to Jerry talk about Zeke right now. He's like, in he's love with him. Still, like right. he he will not hear compliments of Tony no, Pollard without none. giving the credit to Zeke somehow. <laughs> like, Tony's good, go but it's Zeke. Yeah, yes, I mean, look, Zeke. Zeke, Zeke is a good. I'm sure Zeke. Zeke. I'm sure Zeke is a great leader. I'm sure he's a good presence in the locker room. It's just his what he's producing on the field is just it's lackluster. It's definitely not rookie Zeke. Uh, Zeke, um, if we oh, can yeah, no. somehow just hey, if we could just make him a goal line type dude, maybe. Uh, but what we saw from Pollard two weeks ago, clearly, like yeah, I mean that that's the thing. Like, is like what Zeke can bring to the table, I'm fine with, and I'm fine with um, the combination of him and Pollard as long as it's close to a 50-50 split. My problem is the money tied to Zeke. It yeah. doesn't match what you're paying, like what you're getting and what you're paying do not line up, and that that's why like way back then I was firmly against the extension for Zeke. Like I I raved about that for a full I, I don't know how many different shows back in the day <laughs> I was on with James where it was round tables and I was pounding the table like <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this makes sense. You invested all this money here, you did all this like and now it's dropped off. I didn't even expect the the drop off in those explosive plays like you mentioned his rookie year. Yeah. So like again, he has value and I like what he brings to the table as long as it's adequately split with Pollard. Mm -hmm. the problem for me is the money is so disproportionate to what you're getting. Yeah. And that I feel like you're a getting, lot of times it's just more, like, you're getting more production from your yeah. cheaper option. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would rather give Pollard a new deal, but I agree with James. I think they're going to keep Zeke around for as long as they can really. Cause he's still a huge face of the franchise, not the face per se at this point, but from a marketing mm -hmm. standpoint, uh, he's huge. And we know Jerry likes that angle. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's your football. There yeah, we, we got more football talk there. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, real quick. All right, 15 <laughs> <There> minutes. <it> <laughs> is. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, that'll wrap it up for this show here. Thank you again to Andy for jumping on. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday, another live show here, talking Mavs, maybe a little bit of Cowboys. We'll see what's going on with that. But uh, we'll see if the Mavs can keep building on this, how they bounce back from this disappointing loss earlier today. Uh, man, we really got to figure out some kind of like off step or tagline or something for this show because ah. every time it's me, I just find myself just like, F, what do I say now? Like, <laughs> I, I got momentum, we're going, we're going, and <laughs> this I don't know. Gotta, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> hey, just make sure you just tune in next Wednesday for Positively Relentless going down. Yeah. We got good matchups going to come up. Washington, that's the KP game. We're going to be watching that. You know, people oh, going to be yeah, talking yeah. about it, whether you believe it or not, people going to be talking about it. And that next game, what I'm looking at, you guys, we playing Portland, and that's a game I'm really going to mm. watch because they hella athletic, and they got a kid over there. I really, really like that. Uh, Shana, Shadowan, Sharp, Shaden uh, Sharp, yeah. He gonna be nasty, dog. He gonna he gonna be nasty. So you know, I'm I'm excited to see what the upcoming games are. East Bay Herald, does Houston even have a football team? Like, come on, guy. Man, I ain't paying no. He he he, cause he always. <laughs> he's hiding. hilarious. I'm sorry. He I'm be, sorry. He's hilarious. He, he, he's hilarious. I don't even paying the East Side. Here he be just chirping the whole time because I can't <laughs> never find you when you get smacked. I can't never find you. Only find you in W's. I never find you in losses. So therefore, <laughs> I don't listen to you. Sorry, East Side. No, I forgot. I don't told you. I wasn't gonna call you that no more. I'm just calling you Harold. <laughs> all right fair enough and also yeah. too uh uh i guess you know guys subscribe if you haven't subscribed already like share whatever do everything check out the podcast um, also check Spotify out some other that. awesome uh, uh creators too i've been i've been working with some of them 
uh, on a very limited basis, but it's still real cool. We got shout out to TGK. He was in the comments. Uh, shout out to Glow Mavs. Um, you know, follow follow these guys. They're working really hard. They're they're giving you real raw opinions of what the Mavs are really going through. Um, I know uh, King from Glow Mavs is. He he figured out that I was doing a show with you, and he's like, "Bro, please try to get DDP out to a, to a show. We, we really want to have a, a mini roundtable like we did uh, like a month ago or so." He had a lot of fun. Wants to do it again, but you know, there's a lot of great creators out there, guys. We don't have to, you know, listen to the uh, big brands, uh, guys who were very, you know. I'm going to say my, my opinions, what, but what, again, what? what? Whack, we're milk whack. I'll say it for you. Whack. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> definitely, guys, we got some real raw content out there. Uh just follow them, share them. Uh, and let's let's get let's get these guys lifted out in the algorithms. So that's all I have to cool. say. Appreciate it. Till next time, guys. Peace. 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 Peace.